This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back to Silver and Black today. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. Are you getting over the hump? Let's hope the Raiders are getting over the hump and get on to the winning side of the column. We're past the past, the past, past the past, Mo. Is that good? That's terrible. That's what happens when you get to midweek. You're just kind of tired. But anyway, get past what happened and start to look forward. But, of course, we're here on a Wednesday, Mo. It is mailbag day for Raider Nation. They've sent us in questions. We didn't get to do a show last week, so we got a bunch. We can't get to all of them today. We're going to focus on a few because we got some longer ones. Some of you guys out there want to write novels to us, which shows trust, and we appreciate that. So we're going to go through those. Mo, are you ready to get into these and, and start answering some questions and listening to some comments? Definitely. All right. Here let's we go. go. All right. So let's jump in. The first one here that we have is... Um, from our good friend Gary Harkinreader. He's a longtime listener, listens to the show, watches us on YouTube as well. He says, all right, guys, just watch the podcast after yesterday's debacle. This was, uh, we got this on Monday. Uh, not sure the Raiders can win any game. Though the offensive line played better, I think, Carr doesn't have confidence in it to hold up, so he rushes his progression. Uh, like you, I don't want to hear any more talk. It's put up or shut up time. The big money guys need to do more than just mail it in. That includes McDaniels and Ziegler. It's like having a high performance car, but it's on blocks with the motor still needing to be tuned. <laughs> Guess we can look forward to the number one pick in the draft. I don't know about that. Thanks for your time, Gary Harkinreader. Uh, we appreciate that. Gar- Gary talked about Mo, the offensive line, and Carr not having confidence in it, so he's rushing his progressions. Did you see any of that in the film of Carr rushing through progressions and and acting hastily? Uh, maybe here and there, but I think he is more of the opposite problem. I, in week one, like I saw Carr holding onto the ball too long, and because he's trying to make a play, and that's where you get, you know get the fumbles and the turnovers. On Sunday, what I saw was Carr had time. 
more than 2.5 seconds and he's just off like his ball placement his accuracy now i did say that he hit on he connected on 64 percent of his passes but they, he could have probably connected on 70 to 71 72 percent of his passes if he wasn't off but his accuracy is just a little off kilter there was a pass to darren waller over the middle of the game when he missed him there's a pass to uh Devontae as i believe was was off target so he just has to settle in. I don't know if it's because of the offensive system or what have you, but he has to settle in and, and get his accuracy dialed in. And, and and Gary's point about this being a car up on blocks in the front yard um, is, is, is apropos, I think, because that's what it is. I mean, people, I think for fans, it's so hard to understand. And we talked about it on yesterday's show. It's so hard to understand have like you've heard for years, we need a number one wide receiver. So you get rugs tragedy. Then you go out, you get Devontae Adams. Then you get Darren Waller signed a long-term contract. You got Hunter Renfro, which we'll talk about Hunter Renfro in a little bit. Hunter Renfro, uh, who's a great slot receiver, okay, uh, might have some problem with fumbles. Not just yesterday. We'll talk about it on Thursday maybe. Um, but you have all these weapons. Yes, the offensive line. You even have a good backup tight end in Foster Moreau. You have that loaded running back room with Josh Jacobs, Zamir White, these guys who are really exciting. People had such high expectations. And so you say, hey, man, I'm going to sit in this Ferrari and I'm going to drive this puppy. It's going to feel good. And then you you look around, you you snap out of it, and you realize you're driving a Pinto. I, I just think it's going to take some time. I tweeted this out on Monday that, you know, I had the Raiders starting off slow. I don't know if you guys remember our, our prediction show. I had the Raiders starting I off slow. I didn't have them. <laughs> I, I didn't have a start out 0-2, but I had him at a slow start. And I remember one of the comments said, oh, Mo had us at 5-5 five and five or 6-5. and five. Oh, wow. He's a hater. And, uh, you know, <laughs> doesn't seem so bad now. Now a lot of people saying, no, 10-7 sounds good, Mo. I like that. You know, yeah. just saying. They, they doubted Mostradamus. It's just that's you always lose when you doubt Mostradamus, unless you're playing with fantasy football. But that's a different, story for a different day. Um, I know. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I, I think you're right there. I mean, it's 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 a situation where the expectations, and that's what I've always said. I've been very consistent in my career covering the Raiders and say, hey, look, you can have high expectations, but when it goes really well, don't get too high, and when it goes really bad, don't get too low. I think people are at that really low point now because the excitement, everything seemed to go right during the offseason, right, Mo? Everything seemed to line up perfectly boy, this GM is going out and doing things, signing the guys, giving people rewards for what they've done. Boy, they're coming in. You got all these great talent, these players. The draft picks look good in the preseason. Wait a minute. You have a third-round draft pick that can play football, unlike the previous regime? Every Everything seemed to go, and then all of a sudden, bam, it's a brick wall, and I think that's just hard for people to take. You ever grown up as a kid, you think – you ever have high expectations for Christmas? You think you're going to get all of these things for Christmas and, and you ever been disappointed where you're like, you wanted something specific and you didn't get it. That's kind of like, this is kind of like what I think Raiders (laughs) fans are going through right now. They expected a a three and oh, four and oh start because they got Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones, who I spoke about my column who's underperforming Uh, and you signed your core guys and all this stuff. As you said, everything seems to be going well. The preseason four and oh, first undefeated preseason for the Raiders in franchise history. You know, not a lot of noise about the roster in the offseason. Darren Waller doesn't hold out, gets his new contract. Everything seems fine. Should be going smooth, right? 0-2. So, as you said, when expectations are high and doesn't go right, 
Yeah. You asked for that. You asked for that Xbox and you got dirty underwear instead. Right. I mean, that's sort of, it's not even clean. It's it's, it's not even clean (laughs) underwear. It's like, it's like who wore these? Um, but, but I digress. So yeah, I get it. That's a good analogy though, Mo. It's true. You, you were, you wake up that morning. Oh, I'm running downstairs. Wait, where's the big box? There's no big box. Where's the big box? Oh crap. There's no box. Anyway, yeah. so we'll see if they turn around. But Gary, thank you so much uh, for the question. We appreciate you spending the time to do that and for supporting the show. By the way, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show. Whether you're listening to us on audio, you're watching us on YouTube, um, then just hit subscribe and notifications there and follow the show uh, as well. By the way, tomorrow we will get into the Tennessee Titans. We'll review any news updates on the roster for the Raiders, including injury updates. Is Trayvon Moore close to coming back? You know, what's going on? Uh, or I should say, is he on progress to come back? We'll find out more about that coming up. All right, on to the next question. It says, hey, guys, loving the content you put out for Raider Nation. Really appreciate it. This relates to the absolute shambles of a second half. I'm, I'm surprised we have questions on this. Um, versus the Cardinals. After an almost perfect first half, I fail to see how the coaches get it so wrong. Yes, the Cardinals probably made some adjustments. However, our play calling on both sides of the ball left me scratching my head and not for the first time. I really appreciate just how many coaches in the NFL, even veteran ones, may be competent play callers. However, my question is, why do they really lack simple situational awareness and game management skills when they get a head coaching spot? I don't understand why this seems to be such a big issue. We see it almost every week through totally baffling decisions. Our head coach may just be involved in one of the worst losses I can remember for our team, and I've witnessed plenty of those. We've never lost by 20 points before. Uh, and that says, keep up good the work, guys. Always look forward to your shows. And that is from our friend Craig Welsh over in Scotland again. Um, situational, you mentioned this on yesterday's show, right? Was sometimes coaches get inside their own head and they forget and they're scheming yep. all these brilliant plays. When all you got to do is run for two or three yards uh, for three downs in a row. Yep, that's called outthinking the room, Craig. And I think that's what happens to some coaches. I can't speak for Josh McDaniel's situation. Sometimes I think also... If you're a delegator, which means you give certain duties out to other coaches, sometimes you just get bad you know, advice from your assistants, and that's not good either. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I'm not on the sidelines, so I can't say what the issue with Josh McDaniels is, but I would assume he's making the play calls for the offense, and I think that he just didn't know what to do with the lead. I think he just got too mm-hmm. caught up in the passing attack, Derek Carr and all his weapons, that he for- not forgot about his run game, but just faded the run game. And said, we're going to go, we're going to put the ball in Derek Carr's hands in hopes that he moves the ball with Devonta Adams, Darren Wall, and Hunter Renfro. And it backfired instead of doing the simple thing and just running the football. Sometimes the simple answer is the right answer. And we do this in life sometimes. We Sometimes we, we have yeah. all of these bells and whistles. We want all of this stuff. We want all of this complexity. And sometimes you just have to, what's, what's the saying? Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Just keep it simple. Don't yeah. outthink the room. It's, and I think like, hopefully Dosh McDaniels learned that lesson. Yeah, it's like when my wife orders pizza and I get it and there's like a freaking garden on it. I just want cheese. <laughs> I just want cheese today. I, 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 can, I can eat me some Supreme pizza with veggies. I love the veggies, black oh, olives, yeah, yeah. mushroom, you name it. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's just good to keep it. Just give me a cheese pizza. That's all I want, right? And so in this case, I, I think you're right, Mo. It's like sometimes you just... You got to do it. And that's that's why I wanted that question asked so bad after the game on Sunday. Because why? 
maybe there, I would love to just hear the reasoning, not because I'm trying to criticize. I just want to know the, the, I'm sure these aren't stupid guys. There was a reason yeah. why they decided to pass on three straight downs from the shotgun when you're almost in field goal range. Like, why? There was something. Did they see something? They thought they could exploit and get a touchdown instead? I don't know. You can win the game with a field goal. So it's interesting. And I think, too, that, you know, fans are getting caught up in this historic collapse. And I get it, right, because it's so hard to take. At the same time, if you go out and win three games in a row, it doesn't matter unless you get to the playoffs and you miss it by a game or two. Um, but to me as well, this is why Raider fans, I'm going to bring this up real quick. Raider fans have such a yearning, and I call it a yearning, to be respected nationally. Because whenever a national reporter takes a slight at the Raiders or there's a snide comment on TV, you know, uh, um, we had um, Stephen A. Smith go nuts on the Raiders the other day uh, and talking about them being the most disappointing team in the NFL. The fans hate that. But that's what happens when things like this happen. And you don't change perception until you change perception and you do that by winning and not losing games where you're leading 20 to nothing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, absolutely. I think it also, you know, it when you've been beat up on for so long, because yeah. let's be honest, the Raiders haven't been before 2016. They you know, had such a long drought making the playoffs. When you've been beat up on for so long, you're tired of people picking on you. It's kind of like being in school and that bully just keeps you know, nudging you and nudging you and nudging you and you just flip out on them. Yeah. I just use scissors. Works for me. <laughs> um, by the way, you talk about beating up on, I, I had a couple Raider fans that blew my mind. I just got to mention this before we go to our break and then we'll get to the rest of the questions. I don't know if you saw it. After the game, fans at Allegiant Stadium were throwing trash at Cardinals players, which there's... Th- there's no reason to ever do that. It's ridiculous. I don't care how much you love your team. I had a guy on Twitter, somebody who's listened to us for a while, might be a nice dude, arguing with me, though, that was them defending their team. And I'm like, defending them against what? A crappy play where you fumbled and gave up the game? I mean, what are you defending? The Cardinals won the game. Then he said, well, I didn't understand because of my color, and I didn't understand because I wasn't a Raiders fan, and that Raiders fans in Oakland used to do that stuff all the time. <laughs> I just The logic escaped me. Then did I did you see it. the report really quick? Did you see the report yeah. that the uh, big police are investigating a fan who hit Kyler Murray in the face after the game? I believe. Too? Yes, and I saw it, and they have a clear snapshot video picture of the guy. Yep. And I hope he gets. Pro- what kind of idiot? What kind of coward throws a slap? It wasn't even a punch. A slap in the face to an NFL player on the field, and runs like what? You, you're not even a, I mean, you're not even a man. You're going to do that, first of all. And second of all, it's illegal. It's called battery. You're going to go to jail. It could be for a day, but you're going to go to jail. And it's just so stupid. This is where there's no excuse for throwing crap on the field if you're a Raider fan. There's no excuse for hitting Kyler Murray in the face. But I had a guy defending it saying that's who we are. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And I know it's not who Raider Nation is because 
I meet so many of you and none of you are that way, but just crazy times. But I think everybody's got to take a deep breath and we'll get past this one uh, and the Raiders will do better. I, I do believe they will do better when they win. I'm not sure, but they will do better. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish up this mailbag show. You're listening to Silver and Black today. He is Mo. I am Scott. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> 